Now just, uh, can you do screamo? <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't do that. Okay. I can't do a good impression of um, Ella Toon on a boat, though. Okay. We're on a boat! <laughs> So, um, right. that was the real. That was that. <laughs> We're done here, I think. We're done. Um, amazing. Hello and welcome to Camera Central Podcast. This is where we get to talk to some really interesting people and talk about photography, talk about creativity, and most importantly, camera gear. Um, I am joined today by Jess Rose. And how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure thing. So I'm a photographer. I photograph weddings. I photograph portraits. I photograph some sports events and music events. Uh, and I've just about finally finished my PhD in documentary filmmaking. I say just about because I keep telling people this. Uh, and then it never seems to end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm also a Nikon creator. Nikon creator. So yeah. what is it to be a Nikon creator? So as a Nikon creator, we endorse the Nikon brand through our social channels and we get invited to go and do really fun things with Nikon, such as recently going to Goodwood Revival to shoot some classic cars and some classic fashion. Amazing. Uh, and just generally have a great time learning from each other and being part of a community part of community and yeah. i think community these days is what it's kind of really all about um i think you can really find some interesting creators there and i think we as creators actually get better through being around other creatives absolutely um and i think the opportunity that uh, programs like the nikon creator program uh, you know um, all of their ambassador programs and all of that um are a great way for people to <coughs> yes get inspired but mm. also uh, learn something from some incredible creators yeah, um, like yourself, to yeah. be fair. Um, and well, since you mentioned the Goodwood, should sure. should we uh, jump into that first? Yeah, then, let's should talk we? about that. Let's talk about that. Cool. I'm guessing this is a gallery format. This is a gallery. Oh, format. before we get into this, like yeah. I have one question for you, and it's quite serious. Yeah. Um, what have I done? Is Jess Rose your real name? Because no. that's a really cool name. Rose is my middle name, oh, but it's okay. not actually my surname, but I chose it when I was 12. I decided I was just going to be Jess an independent Rose. person with a bit of a name for herself. It's and a it's really stuck. good name Thank and I like so it. Thank you so much. I like it yeah, as well. Yeah. Fair enough. That's Thank good. You. Well, that's, that's, that's one of the main things in it, as long yeah. as you like the name. I do like the name, yeah. Amazing. Don't call me Jessica. Don't call you Jessica. <laughs> I will not. Amazing. Oh God, I decided to scroll through everything. Um, Stand the test of time. I'm going to pass this over to you, and uh, let's talk about some of the shots that you got here. Is it? Do you want to start there, or do you want to start at the top? Yeah, we can. Let's start with stand the test of time. Okay. Let's do that. So, what is stand the test? So, of time? stand the test of time. So, we were challenged myself and two other photographers, Perry Gibson, who's an amazing portrait and events photographer, uh, based in London, and mm -hmm. Amy Shaw, who specialises in shooting classic cars. Yeah. Um, and she's been shooting Goodwood for about 12 years. So yeah. she was our kind of our mentor unofficially on the day, showed us around, showed us where we could get some really cool shots, of people setting up the cars ready to race and so on. But the three of us were set a challenge by Nikon to shoot five images that would stand the test of time using the ZFC. Uh, and it was a really interesting challenge because I think we all interpreted that in very different ways mm. and we were all drawn to very different aspects of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much going on. Um, personally, I was really drawn to photographing women because it was a really interesting day for gender politics because we're talking about styles from the 40s, 50s, 60s 
when things were very different. Very different. Very different. And then so there were women dressed as traditional housewives, but putting a kind of ironic spin on it. Yeah. yeah. So it was quite interesting and performative in that sense. That's actually a really good, interesting point, because that's something I wouldn't necessarily have thought of when approaching a project like this. Um, But you're right that gender politics was a big part of things back in the time in which they were addressing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and I had some good chats with Amy as well about how involved women were in in the actual mechanics of working with the cars. And she was directing me to some women who were engineers and drivers. And she herself was an engineer on the day, I think, for one of the classic cars. so oh, she was doing amazing. a bit. She was doing a bit of both over the weekend. Was she uh, in in like the get up like this, and then in a mechanics we uniform? We were all or? in get different get up. So that okay. was a really fun part of the day. Was that we all had to dress up? Okay. Uh, as you know, however we wanted yeah, yeah, yeah. to to interpret the brief. Oh, amazing! Yeah, it would be really interesting to see how what everyone looked like on the day. Yeah, then. it but, was um, good. So this photo, what well, uh, what makes it stand the test of time for you? When it came to the brief of standing the test of time, it really threw me because for me, photography obviously at its core, the medium is a medium based on time and it's, yeah. a, it's a moment in time that you freeze and yeah. as soon as you've taken that photo, the moment's passed and it's gone and it's over. So okay. for me, there's a sort of impossibility of capturing something that could possibly ever stand the test of time. That was my thinking around it. Okay. A little bit philosophical for you. Uh, a little bit Roman I love Bart, a lot. This is what, this, is what this, this podcast for me is all about, is talking about the philosophy of photos. Because um, a podcast I had with the guys from Format High Tech, which do filters and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and it was really interesting. Sam Higgins uh, was the guy I was talking to, and he was talking about the fact um, of when film photos were taken over to America, the natives often thought that when their photos were taken, mm-hmm. Uh, they were having their souls, their souls stolen. Yeah, um, interesting. Which I think is actually a really interesting perspective. But if you think about it at a kind of root level, when it comes to film photography, mm-hmm. um, and part of why a way it is timeless in its kind of like yeah. application. I mean, this is kind of what you were trying to attempt yeah. here, and that's what they attempted yeah. with the ZFC and the Z, yeah. um, the ZF. ZF, the ZF, ZF the, yeah, yes, exciting yeah. new baby. The, the exciting new baby is that they're trying to go back to a, a simpler age, and we could talk about the philosophy of that all day because I'm fascinated yeah, by like good. thing and stuff like that. Um, but if you think about the way in which photos are taken via film cameras, mm. and this is something you came up with in the podcast, is um, the light that the silver crystals inside of the film take yeah. is actually the light from that time. So yeah. you are stealing yeah, yeah, yeah. that moment in time. And that's Sontag what I find completely describes fun. it yeah. as the delayed rays of a star, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Which I love that quote. That's a really awesome quote. Yeah, it's the delayed rays of a star, which I just think everybody wants to be the delayed rays of a star, right? I mean, that's a magical thing to be. That's that's a a magical way of putting it. I really like that, the the delayed rays of a star. It's lovely. That's really really awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so this image, I think for me, sort of proves that impossibility of uh, of a a timelessness, a kind of enduring moment because yeah. she she turned she pouted and then she was gone yeah. in the crowd so it was one of those chance encounters that i was really lucky to catch yeah i asked her hey you know can i grab a quick portrait and she quickly just shot shot me a pout which i was like i'm blessed this is great this is better than i could have uh, but it's, it's expected brilliant. um and i think i think this photo is 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 timeless in and of itself i Thank actually you. really like it because it's that sort of like character characterful kind of like 
it almost feels like a Martin Parr moment in terms of like it being taken, but yeah. not really. Do you get what I mean? I don't well, know. Well, her outfit was very Martin Parr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember on the day I said, oh, God, that was so Martin Parr, and then had to clarify. I didn't mean, <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't trying to suggest. Yeah. I meant her outfit. I mean, she was in this blue sort of seaside yeah. dress. It yeah, was very, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, Fancy. but she was great. She was a great character. Oh, fair enough. And very confident, which I appreciated. Yes, confidence, I think, is a big part of everything. Chris, was she actually a model or was it just a person? She wasn't a model. She was just walking person. around. Being confident. Feeling confident, feeling being herself, a confident you know. Mother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one, this is cool. So this was over near the motorbike section, uh, which you're not allowed to sit on. Oh. You're not allowed to sit on them if okay. you ever go. Okay. Don't that, do that. Did you get told <laughs> off? I feel like this is a, a particular instance which well, you're like a little bit sour about. So I was with April Alexander, yeah. another creator who's absolutely brilliant. She shoots yeah. a lot of beauty and portraits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She works with a lot of models. And she was a model before she became a photographer. So she's a dream to work with. And she's also a dream to watch interacting with other people because mm -hmm. she's just brilliant at empathizing with empathy yeah. empathizing and yeah. sort of getting what you need from somebody by being really nice to them because yeah. i think that's what you need to hear being 100%. on that side of the camera i think i think being an honest person being easy to talk to is one of the um, biggest skills a photographer and somebody that wants to get into a creative field want, needs to learn because Absolutely. a big part of what we do is engage with other people and yeah. being able to dictate your actions in a way which because like makes sense but also people want to be a part of as well i think it's hugely important especially important for wedding photographers as yeah, well absolutely. Um, but you were saying so i was just going to tell you that we got told off because we were posing with a beautiful little old vintage car yeah and uh she said shall i get in and i said yeah i mean i don't see why that would be a problem it was a problem it was <laughs> it was a big problem we yeah, were not supposed to do that. okay and this, uh, but moving on to this image <laughs> Uh, I think one of the things Perry and I talked about around capturing mm. these timeless images when we first were given the brief from Nikon yeah. was that the thing that really can stand, stand the test of time are people's emotions, people's relationships, people's interactions with each other. And so I was quite drawn to seeing how women in particular interacted with each other on the day. I photographed a lot of women who were there with yeah. their friends, um, a lot of mothers. And I thought this moment was really nice. It was the two of them kind of hiding around the back of a van to yeah. put their shoes back on because their heels were probably killing them. And I feel like that's something that's definitely stood the mm. test of time. Like women still yeah. suffer from beauty. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And that's a really interesting perspective to have on, on that is, um, so was your goal to capture moments which like women would go through throughout time? A little, I think. Because that's an interesting point I of view. I think so. I think that's what evolved throughout the day. I mean, initially in the morning, I'd set out and I thought, I want to find individuals here who are challenging the sort of quite binary, yeah. gendered yeah, yeah. presentations yeah. that are going on here. So whether or not there is anybody that's that's in drag, I was hopeful there might be some a drag queen. Or yeah. There wasn't, sadly. But, you know, maybe. It would have been brilliant. That would have been great. Cardiff is great for Love that kind of stuff, by yes, the way. Uh, Ty Tyler, the guy that I was talking about earlier, he actually photographs uh, drag queens on a daily basis. Amazing. Like, Dream yeah. job. Dream job. Yeah. Right there. Um, but no, I think over the day, I sort of realized mm. that there was less of that maybe, but there were moments that you could capture that did reveal yeah. maybe more subtle gender dynamics. Yeah. Um, sort of and sort really of little interactions. Ah, yeah. So enough. it sort of evolved. Yeah. Awesome. Like that's, was, did you feel yourself lucky to find them doing this at the time? Yeah. I mean, again, it was just nice to catch a moment that wasn't 
overly planned. I did yeah. shoot a lot of portraits that were. Um, and you know, it's difficult when you're in a busy place to mm. sometimes isolate a, a person for yeah. the sake of a, um, of a portrait, but then to just stumble upon something happening was also really nice. And 100%, and it's hard, like, when it comes to that kind of like approaching people to get portraits, like sometimes you get a little bit too much kind of like their posing and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. they're not being the natural self. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's that's really important. So I, before the podcast, I talked to you about that film lens. That um, mm. link here for the video, um, <laughs> the, the the dream lens, and what I liked about that. Um, and to tell you a little bit of a story, when I first started using it, mm. um, I went into Camera Center UK store, and they have a bunch of um, film lenses and cameras yeah. and stuff like that and i was looking through them as i often do even when i used to work inside the store i just like look through and find some gems amongst yeah. the amount of just like old trashy lenses and then suddenly you find finding this, the diamond finding the yeah. diamond but i found i found the lens up in the like top left hand corner hidden away um and i was just like this can't be a lens that i've wanted to try since starting doing photography oh, wow. um because it's super rare right yeah so that's what i found fascinating about it but um, a big part of why it was so stunning and uh, sorry I know we should probably be <laughs> focusing more on you but I'm going to focus on me instead that's okay we can um, focus on you but no but with that and it, and it kind of connects to that I um, went around Cardiff and I, I just started connecting with people via this lens yes and something yeah. which I've always found hard about kind of like seeing what people do on like TikTok sometimes here and there yeah. where they go up to just random people and just ask for photos oh, um, where you can literally just like connect to these random people and the yeah. lens has a unique character about it right Yeah. but just being able to capture just like completely just like unique people and just like make them laugh you know don't yeah. set it up too much um, like, you very know, natural portraits These very 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 natural portraits Lovely. and um, a big part of that I think was because of the, my the in the lens but like my so I often like to talk about how a camera and how a lens how a piece of gear can make yeah. you feel and the experience yeah, that you have absolutely. with it I think yeah. is the most important part yeah and yeah you can blame it on the lens here but I think the big thing here is Ultimately, I was having fun with how something made me feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's a really interesting kind of philosophical point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, at Goodwood, that was something that I definitely experienced because, mm. number one, we were dressed up. Yeah. So I was wearing this sort of cherry red suit, yeah, yeah. this very vintage 60s suit. Yeah. And then I had the ZFC and I had one in turquoise. <laughs> and people loved it. Yeah. And it's not the sort of camera I would usually carry. I work with the Z8. Mm -hmm. It's quite big. I've got a big 2470 yeah. on it. People usually identify me as a, a professional photographer. photographer. Uh, but with the ZFC, it was just a sort of much more playful interactions that yeah. I was having with people. And I felt playful. I was in a silly yeah. outfit um, with a fun camera that was small, yeah. uh, very light, that I could easily run around with. And it really did change those interactions that I was having. I think you're absolutely right. It's a great point. 100%. Um, and how do you think, how important do you think it is for um, events, photographers, weddings, whatever, yeah. um, to have a camera of that caliber that is a little bit less obvious? Yeah. Um, because 
uh, earlier before we started this, we talked about having the big boy camera makes yeah. you feel badass, yeah. right? and it does. And it's important to have a big boy camera, sure. a big boy girl, you know, yeah. you know, a big camera that's yeah. big and it's cool. Yeah. Um, and then you know, uh, having something a little bit more discreet, mm-hmm. I think, is actually a lot of fun because people don't tense up as much. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's quite advantageous, definitely, yeah. to have something like that in your kit bag. I'm looking, I'm thinking about the Z, the new ZS. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, that would be good for that. I know. And I'm it, thinking that would that's, be... That's exactly what I do. I, I'm thinking, and I'm going to have to get one, because it's, you know, you, you've laid it out now. I know, just... I know. So, uh, the video will be out by this point, but I actually have turned Tyler over to Sony, which, oh, I know, they were talking about Nikon today. But I think what would be an interesting perspective is, I actually genuinely do wants to have the zf yeah because um a it's full frame so you know it's that typical 40 35 mil yeah. kind of like look to it but i really see it as a camera that i would have that interaction with that i would yeah. enjoy and i'd love to be able to use and i think that's an important thing to have absolutely in, it, in the camera yeah um, yeah i mean i'm not a big believer when it comes to shooting weddings and events i'm not a big believer in we were talking about this a little bit before yeah. a big believer in trying to be too much of a fly on the wall i think it's impossible yeah i think as soon as you walk into a space with a camera people are drawn to it people see it there are people who will interact with it and there are other people that will that you'll see recoil a little bit and that's natural and i think it's just about reading those energies in the room yeah um and a big part of it in general i think is reading those energies reading those energies yeah i'm also not a big fan of a particular style of wedding photography i'm going to say that sort of tries to humiliate the subjects a little bit by being very inconspicuous and catching those moments where it's oh somebody's fallen over and someone's, their pants are showing someone's just had a massive bite of their food yeah and it just makes them look yeah. gorgeous yeah yeah i'm not a fan personally no. i think there's 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 a um a good kind of in between of um document because documentary to a certain extent is a must for most weddings yeah but um setup i think is are really important to have because you need to make sure you have those creamy beautiful arty shots that you enjoy yeah. right um i mean and it's about finding the in-between of that where yeah. it can't go too far or too far up too far the other way but the other thing is and when i did weddings mm. myself and what i enjoyed about them um because i'm i'd like to believe i'm a philosophical person but it makes you sound a little bit are. like a like oh i'm a philosophical person well i think um, you are a philosophical person and this is going to sound cheesy. Get ready for some gorgonzola. Well, we're talking about weddings. Well, so exactly. I mean, we've got to bring exactly. some cheese. But when when I did weddings, and what I enjoyed about weddings is, um, I kind of viewed it as the study of love. It mm. sounds that's right. Right. The that was that was some love. love. It's like very like I mozzarella that's stringy. But yeah. the study the study of love, and I think that's what I found the most enticing part about being a wedding videographer um, for me was seeing the emotions seeing the interaction seeing the the yeah. genuine people Absolutely. i think i think that's massively important yeah. and one thing i always tell my couples to please keep in mind is that if they are in the moment and they're not feeling that every single moment needs to be orchestrated yeah. then the photos are going to be magic yeah because they're going to naturally and the wedding i did over the weekend it was a three-day met gala style extravaganza in the cotswolds yeah with two drag queens, one of whom is actually appearing on UK Drag Race, I found out today. So I felt very privileged. I mean, that's cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. But they were fully immersed in the experience, I think, for most of it. We took a couple of walks to take some portraits. We organized a few groups, but because we had three days, 
it made it a lot more organic yeah. and it meant that they could be in the moment. Whereas I think there's a tendency now because we have a lot of trends popping up on TikTok yeah. of, you know, you must get this moment in your wedding day. And yeah. it's like, if it's not, if it doesn't naturally happen, yeah. then we can't necessarily fake it no. till we make it no, because 100%. you're not, you're not going to be, it's not real. No. And I, I mean, I come from academically, my background is performance studies. Yeah. I did a BA and an MPhil in performance studies. Yeah. And I'm quite interested in the difference between theatre and performance. Yeah. And I think theatre is where everything is fake and performance is the real life stuff, you know? That's really cool. And I, I agree with that through and through. And I, yeah. The artificiality of yeah. those moments that we see popping up on TikTok of you have to have a first look. Great to have a first look. We can absolutely make that happen. But if your dad's not actually crying, I can't. Yeah. You know, at you what point? Uh, I mean, there's only so much things that generative film like, can do. My dad wouldn't cry. Yeah, yeah. My dad would be like, "Oh, this is a bit much, mate." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, exactly. you know, so it's kind of you can't, you maybe can't have all of those yeah. moments that you see on TikTok because some of them won't feel real like to that you. Sometimes. It's just no. not like that. No. Let it be. You know. <laughs> Let it be. be. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is great fun. Yeah, I like you. You're cool. Um, you. Should we go on to the next photo? Yeah. We've literally been staring at this phone so far ever. <laughs> it's great. Oh, well, he's a mood, isn't he? He this is a mood. Again, a timeless moment because kids are just moody. Kids are just always moody. That's <laughs> what, to be honest, there's no, nothing deeper to it than that. I've got a nine year old. Okay. Kids get fed up when they're at adult yeah, events yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. He, he probably wanted to go and play on his Nintendo Switch. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just that's all that. You should have just had him on the Switch there, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I do you, like the little bit of an interaction that's going mm. on between the two characters in the corner. Yeah. It's quite nice. It's really good. And of course, yeah, you've kind of used, like, I would save all of those here a little bit, but mm. really cool. like it. Next one. Next one. What's next? Ah, yeah. So just going back to these kind of interactions between yeah. women. But mm. I have to say, while we're on this image of hands, yeah. recently, and <laughs> recently I've been photographing a lot of feet. <laughs> <laughs> this is this this is taking a turn. This is taking a turn. Not not. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's do it. But should we get Feet. into that? Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like hands. We've done it to death in the wedding industry and yeah. in the events industry. Yeah. Oh, hands. They tell you so much about the soul. Yeah. What about feet. I mean, what if it <laughs> people miss feet? I think, uh, like when it comes to. <laughs> You're struggling to connect this to anything. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't really know how much I can connect feet to anything. But mm. um, I was going to more talk about the hands um, and the eyes. Hands so, and the eyes. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, you could probably connect this to the feet. We're going to go on a on a on a goose chase right now. <laughs> um, but no, with this, I think the reason why we look at hands and eyes as a portal into like a character's soul mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's used in film, it's used in photo, um, you know, it's the portals of the soul, right? It's because it's how we interact with the world and how mm. we see the world. But I, I would see argue the world we also interact then... with the world with our feet. Yeah, exactly. So there is this as well. Yeah? Yeah. You see? I think, I think, I think, there, think there is a link there. There is a link there. There is, there is a link. So what I've been seeing a lot of, I mean, I photographed a wedding the other day where one of the brides was barefoot yeah. and she climbed into a tree. And photographing cool. her feet just felt natural, natural, yeah. and right, and part of the story. Yeah. And then after that, I've just noticed more and more feet. 
<laughs> there's no there's no I've way we can sugarcoat this. I just no, there is no way of getting around this. I've been feeling drawn to feet recently. Okay. For one reason or another. Um. But listen, people <laughs> kicking their shoes off on the dance yeah. floor. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. heels being strung around. I've got yeah. a friend, a photographer in Liverpool called John Johnson, whose okay. work is fantastic, yeah. who for a while was really interested in going around the city of Liverpool in the morning after a big night, yeah. so Saturday or Sunday morning, yeah. and photographing the shoes that have been discarded around the city, whether slung up on the yeah, yeah, yeah. on the wires, yeah. you know, or just heels that yeah. have been snapped. And he found them in the most, he's got this really incredible archive of photos of forgotten shoes. And they all tell a story, you know, what on earth was this person doing? Yeah. But it's a much more sensitive way, I think, of photographing or documenting those kind of night nights out yeah. rather than trying to catch girls drunk, staggering yeah. down. What's the street in Cardiff where they do that? Um, Mill Lane. Uh, yeah. Take your pick. Take your pick. Take there's, your pl- <laughs> there's plenty in Cardiff. It's, yeah. it's basically all But you know, again, pubs. rather than trying to humiliate your subject, it's, it, it's documenting that. We can tell, we can read the story mm. from those discarded shoes she's had a big night out but yeah. we don't need to put her in that you know yeah so yeah feet feet <laughs> it's the new trend i wasn't I'm, that, 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 do you realize that's gonna be the title of the video <laughs> <laughs> jess rose feet i'm calling it what, what happened at the start as well <laughs> feet impressions and <laughs> this has yeah. been a lot of fun um Timeless though, mm. I do agree that's a very timeless photo. Um, Thank you. But the other side of it is, I wasn't necessarily sure if it was just women's hands or if it was like a married couple hand when yeah. I first saw it. Mm. And I think it tells a great emotion to it. And I mm. think hands, eyes, they feet do. are a great way of telling. <laughs> uh, of feet, telling a story. I think we need to maybe flesh that out a little bit more before we can say they definitely are a portal to the soul so, in the yeah. same way as hands or eyes. But yeah, um, I definitely well, agree with you there. So how, yeah, something to build on. Maybe. I could probably come up with some f- philosophical ball stuff for that could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reflect. <laughs> Next time, <Yeah. laughs> we'll work out how feet connect <laughs> to the soul. <laughs> <laughs> cool and. He was the winner, I believe, of the first day of races, and he was a great character. Yeah. And his face was great, but I've chosen to focus on his hand because I love that he was just gripping onto his mm. roly there. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to say composition on this. Yeah. What was your What are you thinking? Not saying it's terrible. Okay. <laughs> Not insinuating it's terrible because now I sound like I'm insinuating it's terrible. No, it's okay. I actually really love the composition because it tells. It tells the story without those elements that you would usually connect mm. to somebody, you know, because you're not seeing a face. You're not seeing uh, the eyes. You're all not the seeing feet. The, all the feet. <laughs> um, but you're, you're seeing joy, but you also, you know, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of details missing from this yeah. photo. But there's enough details for you to be able to... So he'd been photographed a lot all day because he really stood out in his outfit. Yeah. He had one of those, like round helmets on a very characterful face yeah. deep lines everybody had been photographing him yeah uh and i think i was just mostly drawn to, i was trying to think about what the important parts of the image were yeah i mean the whole he, he was important he won yeah. the race right but i think i was just trying to work out looking at him which bits do i need to include here so i've got his wreath yeah he's won the cup but then also the roly which i think is uh 
Really just, awesome. Just tell us a little bit about who he yeah, is as a person. Yeah, 100%. You know, without revealing too much. Awesome. But yeah, feel free to crit the composition because yeah, I realise, you know. I like it. No, no, it's not crit no, no critical thing. I genuinely think that is a unique photo okay. because it's a different perspective on a shot that, like you said, a thousand people probably took his photo that day. Yeah. And you've decided to show the moment rather than the context. Mm. Do, you, do you get what So you, all the context to, is there. It's hard to explain. Yeah. I like it. It's hard to get to in a unique photo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in Iceland recently. Yeah. And talk about trying to, trying to get a unique photo in Iceland yeah, at this point. It's all so pretty. It's also beautiful and it's been photographed yeah. so many times. 100%. And I felt a little bit like I was on a photo trail looking for those key photos yeah, you yeah. have to get when you go to Iceland. Yeah. They get the horse, tick. Get the glacier, tick. Get the waterfall, tick. Yeah. And then you're kind of trying to find something else within that. I mean, I wasn't there long enough no. to look for a story or anything, but it, it's, do you it's, know what I mean? I, I, I'd agree, yeah. It's an incredibly beautiful place, but finding something, <clears throat> like it's hard to say, finding something unique in Iceland mm. is easy because it's all unique, it's but magic. it's been captured so many times yeah. that you finding something unique is harder. Um, Absolutely. It's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is my favourite. Yeah, it's my favourite too. Favorite. We had a look at these beforehand, and yeah. I, this, uh, this is this is one of my favourites. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can say confidently, <clears throat> I'm quite happy with this. Um, so you can see on the right, that's Perry, the photographer that I was working with on yeah. the day, hanging out with. I'm having a great time with actually. He's a really yeah. good guy. Um, you can see him kind of sweeping into the frame mm. in front of the model. So we'd both been chatting about how we wanted to find somebody that was a little bit more naturalized in front of the yeah. camera. We'd shot a lot of sort of candids, off the cuff portraits. And we were both saying, oh, you know, it'd be good to find someone that's got that, got that edge that yeah. can stare down, you know, yeah. stare down a lens and not feel awkward. Yeah. yeah. So we both clocked her at about the same time. So yeah. I love that you can kind of see him going, oh, great. Yeah. A subject and that's exactly what I was feeling yeah. too but it wasn't what's lovely about working with the Nikon family is that there isn't that edge of competitiveness yeah that you might get at maybe a workshop of photographers who aren't connected in yeah. quite the same way uh, or in maybe other environments but I, I mean I don't know I'd say on the whole photographers we get on don't we yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like I agree you put two creatives in the room and they're gonna they're generally gonna have you know get on quite well. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But so there isn't that sense of like, oh, I've got to get the shot. No, I've got to get the shot. Yeah. And mine's going to be better than yours. They're going to be different. And I think yeah. what's beautiful about the Nikon family is that we are all very different in our styles yeah. and approaches. Uh, I've seen his shots of the same, of the same subject, and they're very different. Yeah. Um, so it's mm. yeah. But what I found interesting from the photos that you've taken today, and when you're considering the sort of like timeless. the timeless approach to the images that you're trying to create um, is what you're doing here and what you've done in all the other stories is you're not taking a subject of a model, right? That's not mm. something which you're doing. What you're doing is you're effectively telling a story. And this comes back to what you were talking about earlier when you were talking about actors and performers. Mm. So, um, and you know, being a performer is you're in there. Mm. And I think this, this really shows that philosoph philosophy, mm. I don't even know how I mucked up that then. The philosophy, 
shit. The philosophical approach that you've applied to it. And yeah, uh, I like great. it. Great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'm very drawn to liveness. Yeah. We talk about in performance studies. Yeah. The live moment that can never be repeated. And yeah. those are the moments I'm really drawn to, whether I'm shooting weddings or endurance sports, yeah. swimming, uh, music. It's that kind of unrepeatability yeah. that I find really exciting. Yeah. So, feel, yeah. We haven't really touched on it, and I feel like we need to touch on it a little bit more, is the fact that um, you specialise in LGBTQ weddings. Yeah. Um, what, what's that like for you? Is there a reason why you focus more on LGBTQ weddings? or? I think initially there were a few reasons, and it's just quite naturally grown <laughs> that way, and people are quite naturally just drawn to who they're drawn to. Yeah. Uh, so I think initially one of the reasons was that I feel great around other queer people around yeah. other lgbtq plus yeah, yeah. people i feel at home in that environment and that helps me to blend in yeah i think for anybody starting out shooting weddings there's a tendency to just take any wedding you can yeah and i this is not to say anything negative about any of my early weddings but just that after a while you do want to feel that you have a place somewhere yeah having said that obviously the lgbtq plus community is not one homogenous group no there are lots of different types of people within that mm. and i'm still finding that it's quite interesting i mean the thing i find really interesting about my work is trying to fit into those spaces okay. where you might otherwise not yeah, be invited yeah, yeah. very wealthy wedding in the cotswolds yeah very wealthy wedding in the south of france and you just think what am i doing here and then a dirty east london boozer and you think all right yeah okay i am in the, i'm yeah, down I'm for here. this yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know we're not a homogenous group however there is a sort of sense of a little bit of a shared experience, okay. a little bit of a shared understanding yeah, yeah, yeah. and respect there. Yeah. Uh, and also I think for me, it's just important I think to photograph history as it's happening yeah. in whatever way you 100%. do, whatever your interests yeah, yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still, every time I shoot an LGBTQ plus wedding, I'm still struck by the fact that it's only been 10 years. Yeah. And for trans and non-binary people, they still don't have equal rights. Yeah. And so, there's a sense of photographing history as it happens. Yeah. And that's a privilege. Yeah, that's a real privilege. It's 100%. And, I th I, like, and that's just a really like, general, interesting perspective on, on it all, really. Um, because you're right, the, the rights to uh, for you know, LGBTQ, LGBTQ people to actually like marry has only recently yeah. become more and more effective. Mm -hmm. um, and it comes back to what I was saying earlier about the, the study of love and what I find mm. fascinating about LGBTQ weddings, and I wish I'd done more of them whilst mm. I did weddings, um, is that because you for a long time you had that kind of like suppressed thing, and I think some couples still get some of that mm -hmm. even till today. Mm -hmm. I think what you get there is a more honest form of that love that you want to study effectively. Mm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of different expressions of love from often chosen family. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think seeing that play out is just lovely. 100%, yeah. To the point sometimes it's so lovely, it's almost sickening. I mean, the wedding on the, over the weekend was so beautiful. I, um, the readings were so meaningful. Yeah. And after a while you just think, oh my God, I'm, I'm literally so sick of love. I can't cope. Yeah. It's too much. It's so beautiful. One of my you favorite know? weddings that I've ever done. Um, I did the photography for, I'm not a photographer. I don't consider myself a photographer. You don't consider, I've seen, I'm, your, I've seen your actually, frames just now. You're I know, I'm actually, I, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a photographer. I can 
do photography and sure. um, as I do this channel more and more, I'm getting more into it so I can probably start calling myself a photographer. Yeah, but so. um, the wedding that I enjoyed most, and it wasn't an LGBTQ wedding, it was actually a wedding between a Muslim and a Sikh. Mm -hmm. um, and with that wedding in particular, um, they, uh, the family didn't actually show up. Well, yeah. they, they showed up as a sort of like in the background. Mm. Um, to certain events and there were some of my university friends and the people that were invited to the reception people that were invited to the thing uh, to the reception it was just the most kind of these these were really light people it was the most kind of like outward expression of just like love compassion mm. friendship and just a complete awe of these people mm. because they were so liked in those individual ways and i think in the lgbt community and because you're talking about found family mm. i think that's a massively important part to those weddings i think feel like that's what makes them special yeah. is because you've got that kind of like found family kind of like thing where the people that want to be with you the family that want to stay with you yeah. in that kind of like environment they stay with you and because of that then you know you get a much larger much better and much more compassionate kind yeah. of like look into it yeah and i think just, just to talk about weddings for a second yeah that i tend to tell couples that if they don't want to invite certain yeah. family members, just don't because, yeah. again, if you're looking for those authentic images, mm. that's going to come from being around the people that you feel yourself around, you 100%. feel like your authentic self yeah. with. And if that isn't your immediate family, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to separate the day maybe into like a ceremony and then a yeah. big party yeah. with your friends. But it's like you're going to want to feel comfortable and, mm. you know bringing those oh, yeah. people together is just well because i'm getting married soon and um, i'm actually going to be eloping oh good for you won't get too far into the details of it but it's more just, just kind of a wedding planning podcast yeah yeah wedding pl <laughs> wedding planning with uh, Stuart and jess <laughs> let's do it um yeah no <laughs> amazing feed your photographer um, first of all That's is the there anything is there anything podcast? i feel like we could talk for ever we've got half an hour before this place closes like i don't actually okay. know how long we've actually been okay. talking for yeah uh, it's not to say i'm actually bored or anything like that i, I could genuinely talk like this for a long time sure. um anything else you want to say about weddings about weddings no i think no? we're good for weddings. i think we yeah, yeah, yeah we we freaking to be fair we've destroyed it so far so let's give yes. a fist bump great um next thing cameras what cameras do you use for doing the uh, well what gear camera gear do you use um for doing your photography in general yeah so recently for uh my my gear i've paired it back i've leveled up and paired back at once Ooh. so <laughs> i'm shooting with the z8 yeah. uh, and i was previously shooting with two bodies on a holster but i'm now shooting primarily with one all day and i've gone back to shooting with a 2470 2.8 which is what my setup Roughly used yep. to be. I used to shoot with a D750, yep. and I'd have a D700 in my bag. Don't know if you know yep. that camera, but it's yeah, yeah. D700. Um, it's a classic. It's a classic. One of the boys here actually swears by the camera because he used to just throw it in the shower whenever it's, it got like sandy and stuff like that, and it just came all off, it, and it was just yeah, yeah. It's a proper proper yeah. worker. It's beautiful. Uh, but yeah, that was my former setup, and then I got really into shooting with primes and two mirrorless bodies, but. I'm shooting mo mostly with the um, Z8 and the 2470 yeah. now, and I'm feeling a lot more free to to move around and chat to people. Yeah. And I'm just loving the Z8. It's yeah. it's 
first of all, talking about checking cameras in showers, yeah. I haven't done that with the Z8. I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't do that. Oh. During one of my foot photography sessions. <laughs> in the local, in the local no. uh, beach. <laughs> no. I like taking pictures of but, feet, folks. But I was shooting yeah. an outdoor swimming event yeah. uh, for a company called Level Water, who yeah. I shoot for, who do these endurance swims. Yeah. Absolutely incredible to shoot. And we were out on the beach um, down in Bantham, yeah. Bantham Beach. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the heavens just opened yeah. on us. And I had the Z8 with me. And I ran back to the little tent where they have towels for yeah, the swimmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I swaddled it like a newborn child. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, this is its first yeah. proper day out on the job. And yeah. I've just soaked it. And it was absolutely fine. Yeah. It was absolutely fine. In. I mean, Bad I shouldn't be surprised, but you know, you always worry, don't you? Yeah. Oh, I like 100%. Like some of the things that that, that camera been, has been through up there, I think it's due to be retired soon. Um, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to retire it because it's gone through such a lot. But um, I used to um, do like slow it, like motion. It's in the room with us. I know, right? <laughs> they can hear us. I think I think cameras have a soul. Oh, um, that's nice. <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> Um, but what's it called? I, I used to do a bunch of slow motion shots, and a big part of it was throwing all this like glitter mm. stuff up in the air and letting it land all over the camera. Amazing, that sounds fun. It was really cool shots, yeah. but yeah, no, I'm not surprised that it's uh, she's struggling. She needs yeah. going to retirement, I think. Yeah, yeah. My my Z8 hasn't got any glitter on it. No, which I think is a. The sense. Z8 was actually a, sorry. Cool. Did kind of just like thing, but we tried out the Z8 on the camera on yeah. the camera on the channel. Mm brains melting apparently sure. um on the channel i liked it i Good. was surprised that i liked it because again you're talking about kind of like stigma when it comes to mm-hmm. thing like i've been a, i was a canon shooter then i was a sony shooter i've never yeah. really done nikon yeah and um you know i worked in a camera shop so like although yes i shoot sony i do have the perspective that it's it's about the feeling of the camera and if mm-hmm. it makes you feel good and then you know specs are an added bonus yeah. um and I genuinely felt really good with the Z8. I yeah. thought it was a, an exquisite camera. It is an exquisite camera, yeah. And it's it does feel good in your hands. I mean, I was previously hand-holding smaller mirrorless bodies. Yeah. I shot with the Z7 II and the yeah. Z6. And uh, both of those, I felt quite comfortable yeah. just holding them hand-held. Yeah. The Z8, kind of feel like I need that wrist strap. Don't want to drop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a little bit weightier, yeah, but, yeah. In it, but it's a comfortable weight. It's mm. like a... It's a good midweight between the Z9, which I personally mm. find is just too heavy for a long day. There's something about having something that weighs as well, though. Yeah, I think so. To just ground you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's so many features that are just unbelievable that I've, I've tried out. In Iceland, I was shooting some slow shutter waterfalls, but I didn't yeah. bring a tripod. Who doesn't bring a tripod to Iceland? I mean, what? I mean, it's just like, <laughs> maybe put one in I your like, bag? To be fair, I didn't. <laughs> Um, when I not? went, no, I didn't. So uh, the, when when I went, anyway. I was like, uh, we had a good chance of the Northern Lights, which is like lifetime experience, yeah. right? Um, and I didn't bring a tripod. Same. This so, is what happened to me. Um, what we ended up doing, what I ended up doing, is I think um, the people I was with at the time, we built a just like like a pedestal, yeah, and then we put stuff on there. And then we put the camera on top of it. Or it might have just been on the van yeah. that we were driving in. A van's um, a good shout. But it's cool. I had the same experience and, and it was just really amazing. Two things about shooting with that camera. Number one, autofocusing at night. We did see the Northern Lights. Yeah. Did get the best photos I could have. We were on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, you know, we just happened to see them and we thought, yeah. right, let's stop and get some shots. Yeah. Didn't have a tripod. But the autofocus was incredible. Yeah. And I managed to get something. Yeah 
which I don't think I would have been able to without no, that no, camera. No, fair enough. And also, on the way back, just before the Northern Lights, stopped at yet another gorgeous waterfall. You get, again, yeah. a bit like weddings, you get sick yeah. of the beauty after a while. You're just like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's the thing about, not, like, literally, whenever, wherever you go, like, it's as just, you get out of the airport and you head to the main beautiful. city, it's just like, that's a picture, that's a yeah. picture, that's a picture. Yeah. And it's just, like, absolutely stunning yeah. in that place. I think I took more photos than I did look with my own yeah. bare naked eyes. Do okay. you know what, do you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. Of, which is always an odd, disorientating yeah. feeling. 100%. But, yeah, we stopped at a waterfall and I, did, again, didn't have a tripod, but I wanted to try and just see how I could possibly get a little bit of a slow shutter thing yeah. going on. And I handheld the camera and at 20th of a second and it, it there are two people in the foreground and it's sharp and I'm just I'm not a steady hand. No. We, we talked about coffee yeah. intake. Yeah, I mean I Yeah, no, I, I basically get I through was, the day on caffeine. So it's yeah. got, you know, amazing in body stabilization yeah. that allowed me to just about pull off that shot. I yeah. mean it's not something you know, I think if you zoomed right in you might think, yeah, it's a bit Yeah. It's a bit off. Fair, fair enough. But, but yeah, yeah it's some about, great yeah. features that just made it yeah, easier. 100%. You know? So you got the Z8? What else you got? Z8, so, and then I have been using the ZFC a okay. little bit, and then I would love, I would love the new Z8 mm. that we've talked about a lot. It, yeah, it's good. Um, I don't really know that much about the specs of it, and once we actually able to use it on the channel, I will be yeah. really happy, because I do genuinely want it. Um, but uh, when it came to the DF, which is, it's kind of the next version of the DF. Like, mm. do, you, do you know the DF? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the DF was interesting because they actually got a particular company to make the sensor. So mm. I would be interested, I need to look more into it. I've been so busy. Yeah. Um, but I need to look more into it, see if they've actually got the same company to make the sensor because the DF sensor was particularly awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll look out for that when you get your hands on yeah. one. I'd love to hear yeah. your, your I thoughts. Do. Yeah. I'm, I'd like, I'm really excited by it. Um, but I think the reason why I honestly think it's going to do well is we live in a time where, and it comes back to this as well, mm. we live in a time where we focus too much on, or th we are made to focus too much on the next technological breakthrough. Yeah. Be it AI, generative film, mm -hmm. which, you know, is still AI the next high highest camera spec and all of that but i think what companies are starting to see is a return to what was mm -hmm. so it's why film photography's got popular it's yeah. why polaroid from a company i know it's, it's come back and it's come back for a long time now but it's a company which was going under and then suddenly mm -hmm. it started getting suddenly more and more popular again. and it's getting like more and more booming and it will continue to be that way because i think what you have out of um like sci-fi kind of like crazy tech and it's really cool to have that but what you get out of a retro kind of inspired kind of vinyl film you mm. get something more real mm. at the end of it and i think that's the next thing i think is going to be big for these the next for, like photographic and all of this is what's real not what's yeah. a bunch of digits do you get what yeah I mean? I think in terms so the other thing I've got in my bag is um, the Nikon FM2, yeah. which I'd wanted for years. Oh, that's awesome. It's beautiful, but it's yeah. bloody hard to use yeah. compared to the Z8, which has incredible autofocus tracking. Yeah. So switching between is a little bit, again, disorientating. So I'm kind yeah. of suddenly manually focusing and yeah. really thinking about light metering as opposed to just having a piece of kit that would mm. just do a lot of the thinking for you. Yeah. But I do think there's something really lovely about letting go of technical perfection yeah. when you're shooting film. 
I put a poll on my Instagram recently to ask photographers who shoot film as well yeah. as digital, who shoot a bit of hybrid. Is it honestly so you can just hands on heart let go of trying to capture a perfect Im- perfect image yeah. and actually just go oh never mind it's blurry yeah. it's out of focus there's a you know and it doesn't it whatever. actually doesn't matter case or us or whatever yeah. will, be, will be i think that's it i think a big part of film photography at least for me are the mistake shots yeah, that suddenly course. turn out to be the best um, like the, the best photos like i had a shot in a uh, roller film that i I put together for an ad recently. Um, it was a, a, a random double exposure. Amazing. And um, I remember taking the shot and I was just like, well, I really like this because I, I saw it was on a 50 mil, um, big brush, and then there was a hole in the middle and there was this old guy sat on a bench. And I was just like, this is a great way to tell a story here. Mm. So I'll take that photo. Go to get it developed. Turns out that photo is the one that's gone to the double exposure. Ah. And um, it's actually captured another shot where um, I was trying to compose this old older guy and this younger guy together. And the younger guy was walking, the older guy was sitting down, and it's kind of like two separate life paths. And they kind of mixed together. And random chaotic moments like and that. Just, just, yeah, you couldn't have planned it, could no. you? No. And as as much planning that I went into my head being like, I want to create some really awesome photos. And it did that, but somehow made the photo mean more because it wasn't what I was expecting and it became more special because of that. Mm. Yeah. Can I pull up some wedding photos? Yes. (laughs) Sorry, have I I jabbed on them too much? You haven't at all, but it's just made me think a little bit about how I think... Yeah, yeah so this so we're just talking about film yeah and how it yeah, is yeah. playful and there's a sort of element of chance yeah. and i've been trying to find a way to bring that approach into my digital work without yeah. it being too contrived yeah and to actually just be a little bit more yeah, yeah. flexible and yeah, fun yeah. with what i'm doing rather than over composing yeah, yeah. um and i think yeah i think these images from this weekend do it i mean i just these drag queens are just amazing this is one of the greatest things i've seen at a wedding <laughs> sparks flying i mean it was just oh my days was it like one of those um grind axle grind thingy yeah yeah, yeah, you know? yeah yeah i wasn't expecting it but it was it was incredible and just yeah just some moments of uh of chance really and also the other thing i think is back is the dutch tilt so you heard it here first right? oh feet I'm a, and i've the always dutch been tilt. at oh, feet and <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the title <laughs> feet and the dutch tilt feet are the Windows to the soul and, and the, the Dutch, Dutch till is back. <laughs> the Dutch till is back. No, I mean, I for years felt like really embarrassed if I ever yeah. accidentally yeah, yeah. a little bit and it wasn't perfectly straight. Yeah, but let's yeah. face it, I'm not perfectly straight by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> so let's just, let's just go with let's it. Let's just go with it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. can't help it if we're tilted. Christine and the Queens. Yeah, there you um, go. Yeah. So, no, I just wanted to, to just bring these up really and talk a little bit about. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Talk about that. Talking about trying to have a bit of a filmy vibe without it feeling like yeah. that sort of looks like film era too much actually yeah. more I'm about I'm a massive fan of grain as well grain I is love a big a bit thing of grain too. yeah a bit probably a bit too much but I do yeah. love a bit of grain do you play with the denoise feature no I, I don't no and Lightroom yeah should it I c- no not if you like grain I like no, grain too yeah, much no. I know. I, the, the thing is alright so um, I don't even know this is going back in time now Stuart Lee for Lee Furbank, you talking about <coughs> mucking with the denoise uh, thing? I'm going to type in six letters, six, 
six six letters. I'm gonna go with six. It's probably not that you've probably not heard of in a very long time. Oh, what am I gonna do? Flicker. Oh, you're gonna pull up your old Flicker. I'm here for this. Um. See, this is now vintage, isn't it? This, this is this is now, and this is you know photos that I took back in the day. So I started doing gig photography. Nice. And for some reason, and I look back on the photos that I took back then, and I was just like, oh, I hate it being grainy. But grainy is what makes images. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and I just took all the noise out of mm. just like just the images that I enjoyed. Out, sort of thing. Um, but it also, it's a great kind of chance to see kind of where you have been. I mean, this is a St. David's Day. And, oh, like, nice. look at the... I mean, I've, I've got the grading completely wrong here. It doesn't look right. It's too dark. And uh, temperature not done on these ones particularly well. And this was comic. It is great I mean, to like, look orange. back, isn't it, on your It's own. great to look back on kind it's of your own stuff. Um, I have no, not I seen this photo. This was one of my favorite photos. Uh, that was the first one I ever posted. Oh. And it's a busker of a street. And then one of the first jobs that I started doing uh, in university was actually filming buskers on the street. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, that's it, interesting. Um, I have not actually seen that. I need to actually... Uh, is Cardiff quite friendly towards buskers? Yeah. I um, they, they don't. Yeah. They don't. You don't need... From what I have gathered through working with buskers and stuff like that, mm. you don't need <laughs> to have licenses or that here. Um, they have a team that goes around and make sure, you know, people are doing things correctly yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but yes. Yeah, but no, the denoise feature, it's, it makes everything feel quite plasticky. And yeah. I think, again, I think what's beautiful about film is it reminds us that it's okay if something's grainy. Yeah. And it's okay if you've walked from one, yeah. you've, you know, ran inside after being outside and the environment's changed. You've not had time to quite adjust yeah. your settings perfectly. And there's a bit of an error there. Yeah. It doesn't, does it matter? Does it take away no, from the moment? Not, not necessarily. So I don't know. I think personally not using denoise feature. Yeah. Um, can imagine it would save yeah. people in certain situations. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Final questions. Okay. Um, sorry to cut it short. I really wish we started at the no. start of the day. Then we could have had like a five hour long podcast of oh us God. just talking just like brilliant <laughs> stuff all time. the time. Another time. Um, as somebody looking to get into, let's say, your area or a creative field, mm. is there anything that you would want to say to them that you'd want to have known before you started? So yeah. any advice that you'll give So them? I've been teaching first year students this week, actually. Yeah at Bournemouth University. And one thing I've been reminding them of is the importance of finding what your why is. Yeah. And also to okay. think, yeah, your reason for doing something, which of course they're first year students, they're not sure yet, but yeah. it's about kind of keeping that in mind while they go off on their journeys of discovery, bless them. Yeah. Uh, so thinking about what your why is and also realizing that you can, you really can shoot what you love to shoot. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, if you have particular interests or a bit of a niche kind of, something you love and we all have you know yeah. things that we're into yeah. that other people might not be i think finding that voice can happen if you do focus on shooting what you yeah. what you love yeah. it was it was great to spend time with amy shaw at goodwood she loves classic cars she just loves them and she's made it you know she's yeah. made a career out of it oh. i love i love drag queens amongst other things and <laughs> um, you know it's yeah, yeah. i think it's uh, pursuing your interests and then you you know Work is fun. Yeah, work is fun. work is fun. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts there? I think that's. It has been really cool today. 
It's been I fun. was like I didn't go into this expecting any particular thing, but like it's been a really awesome conversation. I've definitely gone away from this wiser, I think. Me and, too. Uh, and I have to say as well, like I'm constantly pleasantly surprised by this in the industry. Yeah. But I had a little bit of a I had a little bit of a worry that as a as a girl in the industry yeah. coming on to talk about gear. Yeah. There's an intimidation there because traditionally, yeah. if you're talking about your forums, your Facebook groups, there's but often also, a lot of people that are willing to just sort of, and at weddings yeah. and events, people say, well, you don't know your aperture from your elbow, mate. And you think, you know, you get that sense yeah. of imposter syndrome, but I'm constantly like pleasantly surprised by, yeah. by guys in the industry that are just like, no, let's talk about no, cameras. Let's talk about cameras. Let's talk about cameras. Uh, trust me, the first thing guys want to talk about is their cameras. If they've got the cameras out, it's just yeah. like, let's talk about the cameras. But without it being patronising. Without, yeah, no, no, exactly, you know? 100%. I mean, well, the thing is, he's, you, you know, it's one of those things where you, you can go about judging people that you don't know if they know what you know about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm with you, you're getting there. Um, and at the end of the day, you need to just accept that there are other people out there that may not fit within your corner kind of ideas of norms. Mm. I mean, for a long time, and I think we can talk about it. If not, we'll probably get shouted at by no, Nikon for saying this. And you I know, think they're aware of. I think, I think you know, for it. a long time, they were considered old men, kind of you know cameras and there's nothing wrong with old men there are loads of them out there but also i think it's important to have um diversity diversity. yeah Yeah. i think it's important to have diversity within uh the creative environment and Mm. and if you look at the creators that are involved with nikon there's such diversity there in terms of what we shoot but also in terms of who we are what our backgrounds are like whether we come our class differences yeah race differences you know it it's all there and yeah. I think that's really lovely and actually then we come together we have different perspectives we all learn something you know mm. yeah yeah interesting <sighs> this has been a really good conversation it's been I a could good continue chat. I feel Me like too. next time what we'll do is just get like a bunch of pints and then oh. we'll just like freaking gas ranges yeah. um, that sounds like a podcast it's been really something. awesome uh, we'll have to arrange a part two sometime oh, and uh, thank Thanks you so let's give a, give a fist bump Really good to hang out with you. Yeah, really awesome. Cool. Amazing. I love that big time. That was 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 a really good chat. We went everywhere with that, didn't we?